Hi, this is Ned Siegfried from Siegfried & Jensen. As proud sponsors of BeliefCast, we hope you are inspired by Todd's weekly podcasts, which contain so many courageous stories of recovery and personal growth. Remember, it's not what happened in the past that matters, it's what happens in the future. We invite you all to work hard and be optimistic about your future. Enjoy today's podcast. We are back. This is Todd Sylvester with the Todd Inspires Belief Cast. Thank you for tuning in. I love you guys for all your support. It's been fantastic. I'd like, like to give a shout out to our sponsors, Wasatch Recovery, Siegfried & Jensen, iHeart Institute, and Veracity Networks. Thank you for believing in me. I can't tell you how much your sponsorship means, and it's helped grow this to a level that just blows my mind. So thank you so much. And also for my previous guests, you guys are amazing. The vulnerability and the, the amazing stories that have been shared have just been amazing. And today's going to be no different. I have a returning guest, Tiffany Peterson. Tiffany, thank you for joining us. Honestly, I'm honored <laughs> to be here. This man is doing such great work in the world. You know this because you're tuning into his show. And But to be asked back, right? Like one of my speaking mentors once said to me, you know, in the speaker's world, and I speak at all kinds of conferences, mm -hmm. said a lot of times a speaker thinks they're speaking for a standing ovation. Mm. When you really know you've done a good job, and you've done like made an impact is when you have a standing invitation and uh -huh. to come back and be uh -huh. with a group. And so this truly from my heart, it's like to have me back with such your great lineup. It just, uh, it humbles and touches my heart too. And again, thank you for all the good work you're doing in the world. Well, I appreciate that. That is so kind of you to say, and I've always admired your work. I love the way you carry yourself, all the good that you're doing and the list of what you're doing. I can't get into all of it, but I want to share a little bit of background uh, for our listeners who may not know you. Um, Tiffany is a seasoned speaker and international coach guiding individuals, teams, and audiences in creating thriving lives and business results. She's worked with companies like Franklin Covey, Rich Dad, Poor Dad series, and the Jack Canfield creator of the Chicken Soup for the Soul series. She has her own podcast. She is an international, like I just said, a coach who she helps businesses and individuals thrive, basically, I mean, mm -hmm. and do amazing things. Um, she's responsible for achieving sales budgets that range upwards to $40 million in annual revenue. She loves sharing uh, her sales secrets, strategies with others. Um, she really is a light in this world, folks, and I really mean that. I, 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 I admire her from a distance because I get to see her a lot on, obviously, social media. But to have her sitting here today, <laughs> this is so cool. Like, it really is uh, a, an amazing honor to have you here. She has a website, which we'll get into more, tiffanyspeaks.com. And I'm just excited for you guys to hear and learn from her today. Mm, thank so, you, love. Absolutely. I mean, really, that bio, that's kind of a lot of words. You really yeah. can just sum it up <laughs> is that I help, I help individuals get into alignment, right? Mm. That's really... I like that up for me is alignment and intention two of mm. my very favorite words is in alignment with your body your your soul your spirit your purpose alignment with self-care alignment with your contribution or your offering which we might call business mm. or sales okay right so most often people hire me to help them grow their sales but i'd say 90 percent of the work we do is coming into alignment with releasing the fears and okay. into alignment with purpose and self-care and contribution and how you're showing up that's also matched with intention right and i yeah. love those two key words yeah. alignment and intention is what are you creating where are you going yeah. what do you want in your life yeah. and to be a more intentional creator i mean even those three questions if we write them down and journal to them it's like dang we can really have some good rich clarity and yeah. clarity is the beginning of creation so Ooh. when someone says i want something new in my life mm -hmm. in my marriage in my body or my health, in my home, in my business, come to clarity first. Because with clarity, a clear mind will take action. Mm. A confused mind procrastinates. Oh, for sure. Right? Yeah. We all do it when it's like, ah, I'm not clear. Yeah. Dilly dally and all the things that we do. So anyway, but it's just joyful, literally joyful to be back here with you. And I'm in comfy clothes today. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of fun too. Yeah, you know, that's awesome. And, and we I definitely want to talk more about that for sure. And very well said. I um, would like our listeners maybe to get to know you a little bit. Tell us a little bit about, you know, maybe where you grew up and mm. a little background about yourself. 
Yeah, I'm, I grew up in Salt Lake City, Utah, where we're based now. I live in Sugar House, which okay. is a fun little township of Salt yeah, Lake. Isn't and it? Yeah, <laughs> I live in a beautiful historic home built in 1928. Right. I mean, there's trade-offs with an old home, but it's got so much character and fun. Yeah. But I grew up here, and I, okay. you know, I I thought originally, Todd, it's interesting. I think one thing we can all relate to on this human journey is our lives look different than the way we planned. Yeah. I mean, we all just put that truth in the room. For sure. And so I grew up here and I thought, you know, I was going to be an educator, a traditional classroom-based teacher, specifically with special needs. And I worked in three classrooms as an aide to the teacher, supporting her in three different locations over two years while I was going to the University of Utah. And I was studying initially education and switched my major to communications and thought again I was going to be traditional education and then get married and be a stay-at-home mom and raise babies and so <laughs> right. Halloween costumes you know <laughs> right and I don't have any kids yet that I know of right, right. Okay. no one's come knocking yet <laughs> That's right good I always love when people are like so you have kids I'm like not that I know of and they, all, they always do a <laughs> double like, take what? like well as a woman you would know and I'm like probably probably yeah probably <laughs> but no it's just that you know my life and the the path and the journey and and it looks different however it has the same heartbeat. The mm. same desires that I had for wanting okay. to have children, which was to help littles have self-esteem right. and develop their skills and gifts to contribute to the world in a positive way. It's the same work I'm up to in the world. The same desire I had to be a special needs teacher, which was helping people yeah. you know, and helping these littles work through their challenges to you know, grow and progress. Right. And I'm still doing that. Yeah. Right. Sometimes people will say, I thought I was going to be a special needs teacher. I'm like, you still are, right? Because we all, it's like, but I'm in the business of, and in the life purpose work of helping people progress, myself Mm. included. I'm a work in progress. I think sometimes when people get to know me as Mm -hmm. a human, not just the person on the stage or the person on television and, and these things, is I teach these things. I'm so passionate about them because they're the life work I'm living and learning too. So sometimes there's, it's like I'm still a work in progress with my own self-esteem work and self-worth work, which we're all doing, right? And I'm a work in progress with the things that I'm teaching. I'm just passionate about them because I know when applied, they truly have the capacity to help change people's lives. Yeah, wow, that's awesome. You know, um, you obviously are helping so many people and you've obviously have a different path that you thought you were gonna be Mm -hmm. on. Um, looking back on it now, I mean, I'm sure there's things that you look back and say, you know, I didn't see it going in this direction, but I'm glad it did. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you feel that yeah. way? Yeah, I think, can I just, I, what I love about the the space you create is very open and transparent and that's just, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just who I am. So it's, yeah. you know, I think that the majority of me regularly, it's like, there's just joy and there's gratitude for the mm, path. And, okay. but there's sometimes still sadness and grief. Hmm. when life goes different than the way you planned, right? Like yeah. I really always wanted to have my own children. Yeah. And that was something, I mean, a few years ago I went through what you might call a dark night of the soul hmm. and it was dark for about two months and I entertained thoughts I'd never entertained before Wow. about maybe I don't want to hang out on the planet anymore, hmm. you know, to a place of like, well, if this big thing isn't going to happen, at least in the way that I'd planned it to happen, Right. I mean, I literally and everyone listening has something that, you know, again, whether they've been through, you know, significant loss or a health issue or a betrayal or, you know, substance abuse challenges. Mm -hmm. Right. Like we've all had our, our personal hell. Yeah. And I think so being just keeping it real is I regularly just think so much gratitude. I mean, the path my life evolved into, I couldn't have planned this path. Right. I didn't plan this path. You're right. Right. So sometimes it's like the willingness, though, whether you say God, source, universe, I mm-hmm. say God. Yeah. But an intimate relationship with God and seeing how many beautiful vistas and blessings and experiences that I'm so grateful for. Yeah. And there's still ways that I've, I yeah. hold tenderness for myself. And I invite you listening for the things that didn't work out, I don't build a house in that sadness. Right. Like some of the best life coaching advice I've ever received comes from my mom Mm. where she'd say, 
you know, if you're going through hell, don't stop and build a house there. <laughs> right. Right? Yeah. Isn't that it's good, good advice? advice? It's great, yeah. I mean, we all visit the the For zip sure. code of discouragement. Yeah. You just don't put roots there. Yeah. And so are there times where I've felt the grief or the sadness that life is different than what I thought or, you know, the losses that we go through? Yes. And I build though my life and my dreams and my core is in faith and in love and joy and gratitude because yeah, it's like I never in a million years saw myself speaking on audiences to thousands of people right. or being on television, yeah. <laughs> some of these things. But yeah. again, it's the same heartbeat of, you know, and sometimes just truth telling, I have a challenge with being so public. Like yeah. I didn't have this thing like, Hey, I have to be the center of attention kind of thing. Yeah. Sometimes I want to shy away from that. Yeah. It's like, I just wanted to like help love on some kids and students and and create life but it's definitely been a beautiful path but it hasn't been a perfect path yeah and i think it's important to tell the truth For sure. in this kind of a venue especially is like because the the day and age we live in with social media and i regular i love pretty pictures you know and great quotes and inspiration right. yeah but we also have to keep it real with each other and authentic yeah. that no matter who's in this chair and no matter who's watching or listening we all have great strengths, joys, gratitudes, and we also have challenges and yeah. heartaches. Yeah. Because that's part of this beautiful, messy thing called being a human. Yeah, wow. Very right? well said. It reminds me, you know, of the statement that I believe in that life happens for us. Mm. We may not see it as we're going through it, mm -hmm. but we can look back and go, Oh, okay, mm -hmm. that led to here, that led to here. So I wanna just go back a little bit. We don't have to spend too much time, but I wanna you mentioned there was a time where you were thinking, I don't want to be here. Yeah. Was this before what you're doing now? Like, was this before you were speaking to audiences and coaching? And oh, it was in the middle of it. It was in the middle of it. Really interesting. Yeah. Okay. And again, I haven't, I haven't really talked about this too much in public spaces, and I'm happy to go there. I feel the emotion coming up because it's real, because mm -hmm. I have so much empathy for her. But I was in a season of my life, this is like almost about four years ago, three and a half, four years ago. And I had a, I was having an experience with a family member and it was really hurting my heart. And there was this gentleman I was dating at the time and it became clear that that just really wasn't going to go somewhere. You know, I've yeah. been divorced. I've been single mm -hmm. for a while and dated a bunch and just, but just not, it wasn't, but this guy at the time I was interested in and things were connecting and but I became clear it wasn't the guy and the combination of this heartache with a family member and feeling discarded and, and feeling lost, forgotten. Yeah. And I just, it was kind of like this awareness where I just looked forward up until that point. I was like, this is going to happen. God's going to deliver this. I have all this faith. I'd had this experience in my faith walk where a blessing was spoken over my life that made these promises that this was going to happen. And yeah. it just became like the awareness that this might not happen. Mm. It might not. Right. And to make peace with that, it was just a lot of heartache. Right. Truthfully, you know, the death of a dream is a loss. Sure. You know, yeah. and sometimes it's like we lose someone physically, but we all, you know, these dreams. And so, but can I tell you a, an experience I had please. during that time? Yeah, please. That was transformational for me that helped me turn that dark corner. And I've, you know, typically pretty positive person. Occasionally there's times I can have moments where I'll feel the blues, but I don't right. thankfully have the experience of living in that regularly. Or I can feel anxious or some nerves come up. But I yeah. have a lot of tools to help with that. And, yeah. you know, it's like I can feel those feelings. But this was like, again, what in the spiritual tradition or teaching mm -hmm. spiritual teachers talk about the dark night of the soul it's like the feet mm. you know burnt yeah. and then the phoenix rising it is yeah. like a breaking open yeah and i had this experience where because again it was just this really big dream and for me it was so attached to god at the time and my faith and and so it was kind of this faith crisis too of like hey yeah this thing got spoken over me that it was going to happen and in this yeah. way and life doesn't look that way. And it's like, what the heck is this even real? And right. where's God in the middle of this? Yeah. And you know, it just was kind of this moment because I had so much energy built into that. My real purpose on this earth was to be a mom. Mm -hmm. And some of that's my own desire. And some of it's what's 
woven into you socially yeah. and culturally like kind of expected yeah like yeah. hey yeah cool you can do these other things but it was a sincere desire matched with all of that influence so i'm in this season and i wander into dolly's bookstore in park city utah which shout out to them small business right, right? yeah tiny little bookstore if you're ever in park city utah wander yourself into that bookstore right it's on. hardwood floors the ambiance is amazing yeah. you can cozy into a chair and read books and I wandered into there and I found a book on a shelf that just spoke to me. You ever had that happen to you? Oh yeah, absolutely. How books show up in your life oh, at the yeah. right time. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah it's They so literally, cool. and I went into the bookstore because I have so many books, right? I mean, each nightstand has got plenty of books and yeah, I don't too. need, I'm not lacking in the book department. <laughs> yeah. So I mentally am like, I'm not buying a book today. Right. But I walk in the, the bookstore and I pick this book off the shelf, a book by Mark Nepo which he's one of my favorite authors mm -hmm. and poets. Yeah. He's the most well-known. He's been on Oprah and all this. He's sure, well-known yeah. for a book called The Book of Awakening. Yeah. Highly recommend that book. Well, mm. I picked a book off the shelf by him called The One Life You're Given. Mm. Wow. The One Life You're Given. Just that title alone. Like, right. Wow. Right. Yeah. And I pick up the book and I just open it to happenstance, not the first page, but just mm -hmm. somewhere in the middle. And I don't remember what I read, but some paragraph in the middle of that book. And of course, I bought that book that day, even though, right. of course, I wasn't going to be buying a book. Right. right? Yeah. <laughs> so be careful what you say. Yeah, right. So I buy this book. And it so speaks to me that I get online and I'm trying to track Mark Nepo down. And he didn't really at the time have much social media presence. But right. He had a website. And I click on a link called on events in his website. And it says coming up in Northern California in this gorgeous redwoods it's called 1440 university and they host all kinds of speakers and trainers right. and workshops coming up like the first weekend of june and this was like end of april okay. when i saw, saw yeah. it, he was hosting a weekend event called the one life you're given hmm. now that wasn't the book he was promoting that year which is on usually the author is always promoting the right book they're up. right and i feel so drawn to it yeah i don't act on it but i think about it think about it and literally i think like Five days before the event kicked off, I bought my ticket <laughs> and bought my plane ticket. Wow. And I was in the midst of this burning down and the mm. shedding and this darkness. Okay. But my soul felt called to go. And I got yeah. went by myself. And you stay in these spaces where there's no television in the room. I mean, this yeah. is a real, like, you go thoughtfulness. Right. And I show up to this thing and I ask the question. There's like 30 of us, intimate space. Yeah. And I said, what do you do when a dream that you've had your whole life doesn't happen? What do you do? Oh. What do you do? It's a great question. Yeah. And I was hurting. Mm -hmm. You know, I was yeah. really hurting. And I like re you really wanted to know. And I really, it was like, yeah. and God knew where I was. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I was in a dark space. And I asked this question and he said, oh, I love the question. And he says, can I? respond in a story and I said sure and he goes there was this Buddhist monk on a journey in the wilderness and this Buddhist monk who's traveling for a ways comes to this massive river and he walks up and down and as far as he can see for periods of space and time there's no bridge there's no like trees bent over and there's no way to get across and so he I can't remember if he says he discovers a raft or he builds a raft and he builds this raft and crosses the river and then he's on the other side of the river carrying this large raft on his shoulders mm -hmm. and he's carrying it for quite some time when he becomes aware you know because this raft had been really significant to him yeah and he said the raft you know it meant literally progression and life and yeah possibility and he said he got to the other side and he's traveling for a while and he becomes aware, I can't hear any water. There's no sound of water. I mm -hmm. haven't heard it for days or haven't heard it for a while. Right. So he comes to this place where he has to, he says, hmm, it's time to let go of the raft. And he made a big bonfire and he burned his raft. This thing that had had so much significance to him. Yeah. And he said, I'd rather burn you in reverence than carry you in resentment. Ooh. Dang. Right? Wow. Wow. That whole moment put me in that bookstore to find that book 
to search and to put me in that room in Northern California in the middle of this hellstorm I'm in, you know, right, yeah. and this darkness. Wow. And really because it was like I had to find purpose deeper. Yeah. And realizing the purpose was there the whole time. Yeah. Of wow. like the same woman I would be today if I had my own physical children, I'd be teaching and doing the same things I'm doing right now. Yeah. It just looks different than just the way looks I planned. Different. Yeah. But I went through grief and I burned the dream. Mm. In reverence. In reverence. Versus carrying it in resentment. That dream, the unfulfilled dream was smothering me. It was creating so much heartache. It was like if this thing doesn't happen and it hasn't happened and so forth. So that was a transitional pivot in that wow. moment. And, yeah. you know, and I was wor I worked with a therapist that summer and did mm -hmm. some healing. Because, again, there was, I was having some heartache with this family member, and yeah. which is now in a much more beautiful place, thankfully. Yeah. But it was just this heavy season and this releasing and letting go. Yeah. And again, I haven't really talked about this much publicly. I've shared it in private, intimate conversation, but I felt like I could share it here. Maybe someone listening yeah. needs to hear this, yeah. but it's just the awareness that this was only four years ago. And I've been doing my own gig for 12 years and yeah. so forth, where I really went through a shakedown. Mm. And I think it's important to normalize that or to talk about it and that we all have dark moments, but hold on a little longer. Yeah. Hold on a little longer. That even if you're in the dark, everything's temporary. That's another type Buddhist teaching. Yeah. So if life is incredibly joyful, life's incredibly terrible, it's all temporary. And it shifts and it changes. Yeah. You know? And it's just mm -hmm. like coming to that and that knowledge and that trust. Yeah. We can't always see it. We don't always have to like it. Right. Right? Because yeah. the life coach and me, we all want to be like, okay, <laughs> well, let's find the positive. That's why I'm saying and I'm honoring with authenticity. Yes. Honor the grief. Yeah. Just don't build a house there. Don't build a house there. Wow. And so I had the grief. <clears throat> and there's still moments it's tender, but I have made a lot of peace with that. And there's so much joy in my life where it's like, yeah, there's so much purpose in every one of your lives. It's just maybe perhaps you also get to release the attachment to it was going to look a certain way. White picket fence, get married, have three kids, have grandbabies, do this whole thing. And it's like, yeah, that's nice. Yeah. God, life has other plans for you. A beautiful adventure. Wow. That is an amazing story. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. Like, yeah. I am so glad I get to sit here and hear this. Yeah. And our listeners are hearing this right now. I want to I wanna ask your, your thoughts on this. I love what that answer was. You know, I, I'd rather burn you in reverence than carry you with resentment. Yeah. Uh, did I say that right? Yes. Could, could, could it also be like even like past trauma, we're carrying this trauma yeah. with resentments towards yeah. someone or just the resentment, mm -hmm. you know, whatever that trauma might be. Mm -hmm. Almost like burning it or, you know, getting rid of it in, in reverence versus carrying it and resenting it the rest of our lives. Yes. Can it be you? Does that, does that correlate so. in your Completely. thoughts? Completely. I that? think we want to be conscious of the, you know, we all live up to our identity. Mm -hmm. But our identity is malleable. We get to choose it. Like, who do you choose to be? Yeah. What do you want to be known for? And what do you choose to create? And I have the biggest empathy for it's like, why well, I had this in my past. I went through this. Whether it happened to you or you chose it. Mm -hmm. You can have empathy for it. But again, I just don't build a house there. It's another thing a lot of people don't know about me publicly is, I mean, we're just going to share all the things here today. <laughs> here we go. Is I went through breast cancer 12 years ago. Wow. And I don't talk about it a whole <clears throat> lot solely for the fact it's not my identity. Right. It's an experience I went through. Yeah. And I learned a lot from it. And for some people, they really feel drawn to, hey, I'm going to wear the pink ribbon. I'm going to be all about this and so forth. Sure, I'm going to tell people, hey, check your boobs. Right. Either your own or someone you love, tell them to get their boobs checked. You know, like right. let's have great health. That makes sense. Right? Yeah. Men, women, sure. whatever. Take yeah. good care of yourselves. Yeah. But I just wasn't going to be... It just didn't become my identity. Yeah. You know, and I think sometimes with past traumas, whether it's again, you know, it's abuse or s whether that's sexual or physical, emotional, mm -hmm. eating disorder, substance abuse, you know, betrayals you may have gone through, you know, someone cheated on you or took all your money and ran or, you know, 
you went through this thing, that thing, or whatever. And again, right. massive empathy for all of it. Because yeah. all of us as humans, without knowing each other's stories, been through something. Right. Have empathy for it, but also it's like how much we put that on as our whole identity. Yeah. And at some point, it's like, honey, no matter what you went through or what happened in your childhood, who do you choose to be? Yeah. The power of choice is the governing law principle in this universe. Yes. It's like, this is love what that. we make movies over and we love them. The rags yeah. to riches story yeah. and the comebacks and the overcoming. We love those kinds of movies mm -hmm. and songs and literature because in our own spirit, we know that's, those are such truths is the power of choice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. One of my favorite mentors, Jack Canfield, his book, The Success Principles, he talks about this life formula called E plus R equals O, which mm. stands for event plus response equals outcome. Mm. And so you can go through events like I love, you know, different books. Victor Frankl's work, Man's Search for Meaning. Yeah. Isn't that a classic? It's classic. Yeah. You know, here he is this Ph.D., highly revered professional put into, you know, the Holocaust and in a Nazi right. camp lives through that atrocity, watched most of his family die in the first few weeks. Yep. He's in there for years, and he comes out and writes that book in 11 days about the power of the human being able to create meaning, wow. right? That we decide the meaning. Yeah. We're their interpreter of the event. Mm. Some people, they get divorced, and it's a breath. I've been through that. You know, it's like it's a new beginning. And it's, it can be, it can be a, like, I'm going to learn so much and I'm yeah. going to grow from that. Yeah. Some people, they got divorced 20 years ago and they talk about it with so much venom and Still, vinegar, yeah. like yeah. with so much anger and hurt where it's like, love, don't build a yeah. house in that. Yeah. They keep carrying the resentment. Yeah, like you're saying, you're carrying the resentment, yeah, you're carrying wow. the trauma. So have empathy for the trauma. Like <clears throat> I have empathy for my own grief Yeah. when it comes up, but I also have like, that's not the way I want. I don't want to live my whole life and like, well, woe is me. My life didn't go the way I thought. So I guess I'll just ho-hum do nothing or, yeah. or just, it's like, okay, that's painful. Well, now it's like, I'm going to Mexico this Christmas with this. I've been dating this great man for mm -hmm. a year and a half. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. He's a love. That's Shout awesome. out to him. He's yeah. such a gift. <laughs> well, one of the reasons I was so drawn to him is he leads trips to these orphanages in Mexico four oh, times wow. a year. Very cool. And we're going over Christmas. And so even though it's like, I don't have my quote own kids. I have plenty of kids to love. Right. Wow. And kids that are adults, my coaching clients, right? Uh, as I nourish them a lot, but it's like, we're going to go play with a bunch of kiddos in an orphanage over the holidays. And, you know, again, that's not to say you don't always can feel the, the, right. the things, Yeah. but it is choosing to say, Hey, it's always a choice. So while I have empathy for any one of you and the heartache and the trauma as your friend and sister in this moment, I'm inviting you to ask some of these questions of who do yeah. I choose to be? Yeah. What is my response to the event? Event plus response equals the outcome. outcome yeah. What kind of life do I want to create, cultivate? Do I want to be intentional about? Mm -hmm. What do I want to do with my life, my talents, my time, my resources that I want to grow and I want to contribute and I want to experience and yes, if needed, get support. You know, I went through, when I went through that dark night of the soul, yeah, I worked right. with a therapist for three months. Yeah. You know, I'd put myself in that retreat and paid to be there. And, yeah. and I was doing things to help myself heal. And I still do those things, you know, yeah. in terms of here or there occasionally, it's like as stuff comes up. But I think you're so wise is to tie that in how that's a, uni it is in a universal lesson. Yeah. Is whether we're carrying a grudge we're carrying a resentment, we're carrying a trauma, or we made a trauma, we got stuck in trauma sometimes, and we make it our whole identity. Yeah, wow, I love what you said when you said, we live up to our identity, but identity is malleable, meaning mm -hmm. we can change that. Mm -hmm. And I think it's going back to who are we really? Right. I mean, at the because I think when we were little, we knew who we were, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and we somehow mm -hmm. through life end up forgetting that. And, but I love that you said that. I think that's a very important point that mm -hmm. you make there. There's a great book called Atomic Habits, which is this is yes. a great time to watch or read it or all year round. But I, the last two Januarys, I've read this book, and Atomic Habits by James Clear. Because really when you're saying, I want to create change in my life, then you yeah. go, how do we change habits? Right. And one of the things he talks about in his work, as well as Benjamin Hardy, he's an incredible, incredible author. He has a book also called um, Why Willpower Doesn't Work. Mm. That's a great read. 
Mm. So both of those books together, you'll just like wow. knock your socks off, right? <laughs> Is Why Willpower Doesn't Work and Atomic Habits. Well, in Benjamin's work, he talks about, you know, the power of identity. Because sometimes we just think, oh, I just need more motivation. Right. Willpower, yeah. right? To like mm -hmm. change, get healthier, quit smoking, do the thing, do the thing, do the thing, willpower, willpower, willpower to write the book or do right. the work, whatever the, the, the thing is you're talking about for yeah. yourself, is we have to change it in our identity. We start to see ourselves as, what would a healthy person choose? Yeah. What would my queen self or king self choose? My higher self. Yeah. What, you know, and, and that you start making choices, but you're moving more with mindset, right? Mm -hmm. How mindset's everything that's here on your wall. Yeah. It's like how you start to choose into who's, what's my identity. Yeah. And that identity then helps pull you in vision forward in the behaviors and choices and habits you're making. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like, does this behavior fit with who I am? Exactly. And if it doesn't, there's an indi there it is. Don't do it. Right. Right. Yeah, right. we say that a lot here. We talk about those kind of things. That's awesome. I love that. So it's, good. It's good stuff. Mm -hmm. Magic. Magic. <laughs> this is magic. Thank you magic. for sharing this stuff. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, where to go from here? There's so much I want to ask you. Um, you, uh, at the beginning, were talking about, you said something about intention. Mm -hmm. will, you, will you explain to our listeners yeah. what exactly that is and why that is so important in our, just in our daily lives? Like, why is intention um, a thing that we need to understand. Yes. So intention is literally one of my very favorite words of all time. Mm -hmm. And to me, intention is about being a conscious creator of your life. Okay. And so like intentionally, how will you show up when you go home to your family tonight? Or intentionally, how you're going to show up in this next meeting or online, what you're going to mm -hmm. post and share. Yeah. The word intention, think about what word is right in the middle of the word intention. Um, <laughs> you're going to put me on the spot here in 10, yeah. 10, you've got tent, tent, right? Just like if you're out camping, you put a stake in the ground. Mm. And so intention to me is you put a stake in the ground of like you're intending and, and tent is right there. It's like, that's what I'm putting up. And to be again, a conscious creator of saying, who do I want to be? How do I want to show up? Yeah. But intentional about your life, your health, your goals, your business, your social media, you're just intentional where there's consciousness to it. Okay. Right. To me, it's more about being proactive and versus reactive. Okay. Is you're showing up like in relationship, what kind of relationship do you want to be in and how do you choose to show up and what are the habits and what are the deposits? Same thing for your body and your health. What kind of physical wellness and energy do you want to be having and what are the habits and choices that you intentionally invest in? Yeah. Okay. You know, and so forth. Love that. But I think, you know, intention and, and this concept at times, I know you and I were talking about this earlier about manifesting, yeah. right? And it's, that can be another way of describing manifesting is, and we can talk about how do you put yourself into alignment to manifest what you want, but it begins with intention okay. of knowing what do I want right. and what do I want to create more of or experience? What's the feeling I'm after? Because often if we're after wanting something, a goal or a manifestation, we're after the feeling that that mm -hmm. experience or outcome will bring us. Yeah. Right. We want right. to feel sexy and confident or we want right. to feel freedom or security. We want to feel love and connection. We want to feel significance and that we matter. Right. Is there's various ways now, healthy ways and less than healthy ways right. of how we get those needs met. But mm -hmm. as humans, we have those similar needs, right? Yeah. Which is like, Hey, I want to know that I matter. I'm significant. I want to feel like I'm growing, progressing. I want to feel safe and secure. Yeah. I want to feel love and connection and belonging. Yeah. Wow. I love that. I'm, I'm big on intention. Um, I, I believe when we speak it, we manifest it, like you said. Um, let's talk about how that leads into manifesting. I think a lot of people, you know, because I, you know, even when I bring it up to some of my clients, they're like, that just sounds like magical stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, like, is that like woo-woo things? And I know it's kind of a buzzword, but it's it's real i i know that it's real but i want to hear your thoughts on it because i know you're really big into this totally so and i know <laughs> just share your thoughts on this because i think our listeners i know they're going to love hearing this because again i really believe this can help help us in our daily lives mm -hmm. yeah have you ever had the experience of thinking about someone and then they call you or you run into them yes right yeah, oh, yeah. 
Well, similar time. is just, it's like the power of our thoughts are a legit energy. We live in a vibrational universe, yeah. right? Everything is energy. Yeah. Your energy, I'm energy. Mm -hmm. The plant in this office is energy. The space, yeah. food, people, nature, like everything has a vibe. Yeah. Sometimes we associate that as positive, right? Like certain people, when they text or call us, we light up. And there's certain people when they text and call us, we go, ooh, yeah. I don't want to answer that call. <laughs> right. right? Like everything yeah. has a vibration or an energy mm -hmm. to it. Brands do. There's certain brands I love to follow. Yeah. As do you, as does everyone listening. Right. People, you know, it's like they put off an energy, a vibe. Yeah. You do. That's why we're here. It's just like, I love the work you're up to in the world and how mm. you show up. It's like, yes, let's make this happen. Yeah. Right. Cool. But there's also on the flip side, there's brands you're like, yeah, not my, not my place, not right. my thing. There's not a resonance. Yeah. And so just understanding, are you in alignment to the energetic vibration of the thing you want to manifest? So similar, it's, we think about mm. someone, they show up, right? Now, sometimes we can think about something and we're also not attached to, one of my mentors would say, have high intention and low attachment to the things mm. you want to manifest. Okay. And so, but everything, I mean, I've, there's so many cool things I've manifested from, you know, clients and opportunities to... Yeah. experiences and the simplest things like last night literally I gave my my girl a group of girlfriends were gathering and I gave them we did matching pajamas well these pajamas okay. are really hard to find okay they're really hard to get They're we call them pajama hunger games right <laughs> this particular brand right. goes live with the launch and trying to get a pair I mean literally they sell out in like 60 seconds wow it's madness I happen to so we tried to do that this year couldn't get them and I happened to cross paths with someone who is in the distribution channel of this brand. And I didn't even ask for them. We were just having right. a conversation and said, well, how many pairs do you need? And what sizes? <laughs> like what? And what color? Because <laughs> I have them for you. So last night when I gifted these girlfriends, they all lost their mind. How did you find what? these? Yeah. Did you email? Did you do your <laughs> TIFF magic and like try to work this out? And I was like, I did not work for this. The universe literally put it in my just lap. Just put it in your lap. But we were like, we have a desire. Yeah. So it's knowing what do you want. Mm -hmm. That's the beginning of manifesting is that. clarity. Number one mm -hmm. is what do you even want? And that can be what do you want to eat for lunch to how do you want to show up in the world? What do you want to see your sales yeah. at in the next mm -hmm. year? Mm -hmm. You know, to experiences to pajamas. Right. Literally. This is what the example is that's fresh on my mind right now. Yeah. Because sure. they were all like losing their minds. Right. Like, what? How did this happen? <laughs> and it was the desire was out there. And then secondly, the willingness of just being open and in the flow of being led to mm -hmm. like, you know, happenstance meetings, connections. Sometimes I like to say honor the draw, mm. right? Is that, that what you feel drawn to? I love and believe in the power of vision boards or visualizations, spending time feeling mm -hmm. it and seeing it. Yeah. That's the key is feeling it. I feel it. Yeah. Right. But this is a powerful thing. And, and you might say, well, do we just leave it up to fate or do we make action? It's yes and yes. So let's say one of my desires was to run a marathon. Right. It's not, at least today. But let's say it was. <laughs> right. I'd make the decision and I'd own the desire. Mm. And then I'd spend time, why do I want that? Deciding what I want and then the why and giving energy to that, how yeah. that would feel to cross that, that marathon yeah, line. And, right. and you give that energy and you see yourself fit and healthy and happy. And mm -hmm. again, you're giving time to identity to that. Yeah. But you're, you're visualizing that and spending time to it. And then simply, truly, like I was just saying, being open and open to receiving. You know what, Todd? This is really, really up for me in multiple areas of my life. Yeah. But I'm having this conversation a lot. Now, it's packaged differently. Right. But the same theme is there, which is, can you allow yourself to receive? Mm. Do you know that receiving is so important to your spiritual growth? Yeah. All major religions teach the power of giving or service. Right. Right. Any whether you're religious or not, we all just foundationally know that giving feels good. Right. We just know. Just does. Yeah. When you do a kindness for someone else, whether it's someone you know or a complete stranger. Yeah. You just know you you have a knowing like that's great. Well, like the yin yang, giving and receiving go together. Most people months ago, I put out on my Facebook account. I was pretty sure where it would go, but I wanted to make sure what I was thinking There'd be, I was curious to how people would respond. I got hundreds and hundreds of comments to a simple question. Are you more comfortable giving or receiving? Mm. Interesting. 99.9% .9 of them were more comfortable giving. And then some said, yeah, I'm learning to receive more. Yeah. But you think about harmony yeah. and alignment. 
is there's balance there. Yeah. Giving and receiving. Most of us know how to give, give, give. Mm. But some people, it's like, you can't, if you have a hard time receiving a compliment, you're going to have a hard time receiving a raise or receiving your next builder or leader, you know, wow. or the love of your life. You're like, right. really, can so you true. receive, yeah. whether that's love, whether that's opportunity, money, connection, and letting yourself receive? Can I riff wow. on this for one sec? No, absolutely. You're, so, here's a question great. I'm going to invite all of you to think about, which is what feels like abundance to me? Hmm. And to tap into from the smallest things to bigger things, but to choose to allow yourself to start practicing feeling more abundant today. Mm. Right? Like for me, I love having fresh flowers in my home. Right. I regularly buy myself flowers. Sometimes my love brings me flowers or a friend will send them to me. Right. But I love fresh flowers. And so often for years, I've been like at Trader Joe's, Costco, Occasionally, you know, from a fancier florist, I'll have them sent. But more often, I'm picking up, you know, a seven, eight, nine dollar bouquet of flowers for myself. Yeah. But they're in my home and they're lovely. Yeah. That feels like abundance to me. Okay. Having clean sheets on my bed, having my refrigerator cleaned out and organized, <laughs> right. feels like abundance. Yeah. No, right. Getting a manicure. That. Yeah. A hot soak with some essential mm-hmm. oils and Epsom salts. But for asking yourself, what me being on a walk in nature. Right. Nature is so full of abundance all year round, but is asking yourself what feels like abundance and then start to curate that. Some of my coaching clients create what I call a joy list okay. where they come up with 12 things that cost money. Right. 12 right. things that don't. You can get out a blank sheet of paper, draw a line right down the center vertically. Top left. There's a dollar sign. Top right. Right. Is no dollar sign. And you create an intentional list of things that bring you joy. It's a great way to get into manifesting. It's a great way to be in the abundant flow. Mm. But Wayne Dyer says this. He says, abundance is not something we pursue. Abundance is something, or he says, abundance is not something we acquire. That's how the quote goes. Okay. It's not something we acquire. He says, abundance is something we tune into. Oh, wow. There's abundance always. It's always there. We just need to tune into it. Right. Nature. And, you know, another powerful practice is gratitude. Mm. will put you in the flow for manifesting because what you focus on expands. So writing in a gratitude journal, praying it, speaking it, thinking on it, praising it, but just choosing into that flow state and practicing it because I don't always feel grateful. Right. But it's a power principle. Yes. But I practice gratitude and it often will shift my mood or mindset. Yeah. Not always, but often. Yeah, right. But I practice gratitude just like any other habit that you want to strengthen. We'll practice feeling more abundant by curating an environment and experiences that help you feel that way. I was just on a walk this morning, two girlfriends and I, every other Tuesday we meet for walk and talk. So that's why I'm also in the casual comfy club. Yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) And this friend, she said, she'd reached out yesterday. She'd heard me on my own podcast show talk about a book that's phenomenal for this. She downloaded it and listened to the whole thing yesterday. She said, I cried at points. I laughed mm-hmm. at points. But the book's yeah. called The Four Spiritual Laws of Prosperity mm. by Edwin Gaines. And mm, it's yeah. so rich. I love that it's four versus 27. <laughs> yeah. But she really right. helps you get yeah. into alignment with more abundance in your own life. Mm-hmm. I have a full, I know I've just rattled off several books in our no, show. This is great. But I have a full recommended reading list on my site at tiffanyspeaks.com. Yes. Under the tab free resources. So if you're okay. all... If you're driving on the go, like, what are all these books? I want to, yeah. Write them down. Okay. You can write them down or you can just download it, the worksheet off my site for free. Awesome. Yeah. Love it. Very well said. That's so cool. It's, isn't it amazing that you understand this stuff? Like, mm-hmm. do you ever go, I'm so grateful yeah. that I understand what you just explained to us? Yeah. Like, you have an understanding and awareness about this stuff. Do you ever, like, kind of sometimes pinch yourself and go, I am... I understand this stuff. Mm. I know you're not perfect at it, or no. but you work at it. I don't myself, but occasionally, yes, I feel the gratitude I of mean, like I'm thankful and thank you in this moment because it's like yes, you're. I'm like yeah, that's <laughs> that's a great thing to be grateful for, is having s- access to skills, tools, and knowledge yes. of how can I shift my life and my mood with intention. Mm-hmm. How can I be more conscious yeah. about that? Yeah. Well, I'm just impressed because, like. That doesn't happen by accident. Like you've put in work. Yeah. And that's impressive to me. Like you have put in some work that allows you to understand these tools, to to explain them, to teach them, and to live them. 
And that's and that's why I love you because you're authentic. You come from a place of, yeah, I've struggled. This is what I learned in my struggles and, and now I get to, you know, share and give mm-hmm. back. You know? Yeah. And I love what you said about I never thought of it this way. Giving and receiving, there needs to be a balance there. Right. I never thought of it so that way. Practicing that, right? Yeah. It's like, ooh, I allow myself to receive yeah. and choosing to give yourself yeah. more of those experiences. That's where we talk about the joyless piece. Yeah. Where you give yourself more of the love mm-hmm. that we're sometimes so much hungrily seeking outside of ourselves. It's like, how do I help give myself more love and more joy, you know, which Mm -hmm. is also just all of you deserve to feel good more often. Yeah. That's one of my own intentions is I want to feel good more often. Yeah. Will it be perfect? No, but I'm practicing it to your point. I love that. One of the things I tell my clients, I'll I'll ask them the, what's the definition of success? You know, and they'll Mm -hmm. give you all kinds of answers. It goes on and, and I'll say, well, it probably should be waking up in a good mood. Hmm. Amen because because you can have all this stuff and do all these things, but if you're not waking up in a good mood, something's off, right? Right. What's the point? Right. So it's interesting. It just kind of goes along with what you just said is I want to wake up in a good mood tomorrow. Right. I want. What do I need to do to make that possible? Right. You know, exactly. what are the things I need to do? So very well said, man. So much here. Um, thank you for sharing what you've shared. I know you're really big into self-care. I'm just curious. What do you do? Mm. What does Tiffany do for self-care? Mm-hmm. And maybe it obviously varies, but yeah. what 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 does a day look like for you? Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it ebbs and flows, okay. right? Yeah. But I think there's a few that are like the lighthouses or the the pillars that help me on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, daily for me is that I have a morning ritual, and mm-hmm. to me, some people call it power hour or miracle morning. Mm-hmm. I just call it morning ritual. But to have a way that you nourish, that's the key discernment is to start your day with some form of nourishment. Okay. Right? Like yeah. nourishment physically might be some yoga or a walk or a run. Um, nourishment, you know, emotionally, mentally, right. spiritually. But my day begins with prayer. And then from there, it's usually some kind of reading of spiritual material. Okay. And then I may meditate and so forth. If I have more time, sometimes there's gratitude journaling um, or reading of, you know, a personal development book or listening to a podcast. But I often, I start my day with some nourishment, yeah, right? And I yeah. invite you listening to do the same. Even if it's only what I call the first, what I call the sacred 10, the first 10 minutes of your day. Right, yeah. Because, you know, literally I get it. It's like, ah, I'm, I need sleep and <laughs> or I have young kiddos yeah. or I have a full life or I got to bed late. But even if you take a few minutes, most of the world is starting their day on their technology. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I've done it. We've all done it. But it's like the minute you're on your technology, you're on the agenda of someone else. Mm. Even if it's positive stuff. Right. But it's a mix of what's out in the world and other requests. And so I remember a pastor once said, meet with God before you meet with the world. And that might be God in your spiritual belief or even yourself, God or goddess self that you're going to nourish. Yeah. But is what nourishes me? It's a great question to write down. Mm. And then do things that nourish you. Yeah. And again, that can be a meditation, that could be reading, that could be movement. But as some kind of out of the gate, you start your day with something that, again, is nourishing to you. Yeah. That's definitely for my own self-care for myself is what I'm living. Yeah. And again, some mornings are richer and deeper than others. Some it's short and sweet. It's five, six, seven minutes. Right. You know, that almost that 10 minute mark and then I'm transitioning into something else. But often through the day, then I may like as I'm driving, listen to a podcast like I was doing on my way out here to your office. Right. Yeah. You know, or I may listen to an audible type thing or, you know, I might take often for me, I'll do my my movement in the middle of the day. So I'll get up and I'll do some things to nourish me spiritually and mentally. Okay. Work for a few hours, create or coach and then you know, grab lunch, maybe go out for a walk in the middle of the day. And some days it happens in the morning first thing too. Right. Second self-care habit for me for sure is the commitment to, now I don't always live it, but the commitment to move my body every day. Right. Right. The mind-body connection, as we all know, it's like, have you ever like done a workout and regretted it? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> or even if, but for me sometimes it's just even 
like yeah. a walk right and getting yeah. out on it so that's why to me it's i move my body every day some days that's literally a 10 15 minute walk right some days that's more of a walk plus yoga some days that's you know time on a trail or a, or a workout yeah. session type yeah. thing but it's some kind of intentional daily movement is really good for depositing and then the yeah. third one we've already touched on which is to create a joy list is to do things regularly that. that bring you joy. You know what, Todd? There's legit research. Sean Aker's book. Here's another book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Aker's book, The Happiness Advantage, was yeah. one of the most popular attended classes at Harvard University yeah. that he was teaching. Yeah. Studying what makes people happy. Yeah. And there's a direct correlation that happy, pe happy people are more successful. That equation doesn't always work in the opposite, that successful people are more happy. But happier yeah. people, they're more likely to get promoted. Right. They're more likely to be asked on dates. They're more likely to be included to things and gatherings or yeah. to attract clients. And so happiness, investing in your own happiness, yeah. is like, I'm going to do the things that invest in me. Yeah. You know? I love that. That's the right, smart choice. It's like, and and here's the correlation. I did a podcast on this earlier this year, and it got a lot of energy called Self-Care is Spiritual. Because sometimes people have this conversation, especially I coach mostly women, right? but it comes up with my male clients too. Mm -hmm. But I see it especially with women, if they especially have children, you know, right. sometimes the guilt complex, right? Yeah. But it's like, oh, is self-care selfish? It's actually the very opposite. Because mm. when you feel better, do you show up better? Absolutely. When yeah. you feel better, are you a better dad? A hundred percent. Are you a better husband? Yeah. When you feel better, are you a better therapist? Absolutely. Friend? Yep. Are you more likely to think of others? Yeah. You know, it's just like the world and everyone around us actually gets a better us yeah. if we are more well rested. Yeah. We're absolutely. working out. We're our bodies feel healthier. Yeah. Our minds. We're meditating. We're doing things that make us happy. Yeah. We want to connect more. Yeah. We're, we're yeah. filling our own yeah. cup. Yeah. So I don't come to relationship like, hey, I'm exhausted and drained, and it's your job to fill me up. It's like, <laughs> right. no. Yeah. It's like, hey, yeah. I'm going to take time for me so I bring more of myself. I'm a better woman, friend, partner, mm -hmm. daughter. Yes. You know, when I am coming from a place where it's like, I'm a, just a better human. Yeah. And isn't that a way we honor God or the divine by taking care of the very vessel he gave us? Yeah. How well are we stewarding ourselves? Because if you're a parent, we often, oh, my good enough parent, 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 parent. Well, how well are you parenting you? Yeah. And stewarding you. Yeah. And that it's actually the opposite of selfish. It's actually one of the most spiritual and generous things you can do for the world is to take better care of yourself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Amen to all of that. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, be able to show up for people. It's almost like energy begets and creates more energy. Yes. Right. I mean, it does. Totally. Like, like you said, do you ever regret working out? No, but there's days where I regret I didn't go work out. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, because I'm lounging around. And I'm like, man, I feel like I don't have any energy. Right. Right? And it's like the days I get up and do it, and it's like, man, I'm, I'm on fire, ready to go. Mm -hmm. And I am. I'm at my best self. Yep. You know, I love that. So true. So well said. You get it. Yeah. And I think there's lots of ways. I'd be curious of other thoughts, you know, that people might have around self-care. I also have a free self-care guide on my site. Hmm. Same okay. space, tiffanyspeaks.com yes. under the tab free resources. But there's this grid there, beautiful worksheet my designer created, but that it says body, mind, heart, spirit. And then there's a little mm. guide that walks you through you okay. intentionally, again, back to intention, yeah. creating a holistic self-care plan where you are intentional. We don't stumble into great self-confidence, right? right? Like that's intentional, yes. like any muscle. But we can absolutely be, again, conscious about mind, body, heart, spirit, that we're nourishing those ways and those areas for ourselves to help us have more of that energy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Love it. Well, um, God, there's so much I want to ask you. Um, you know, what what would you say that in your, your travels and all the speaking events you've done and the many thousands of people you've met and coached? and businesses you've been involved with, what do you feel like's the, I know this is a big, maybe a big thing to ask, but like what's the biggest thing you see that holds people back the most? Is there something that stands out? Oh, a thousand percent. Okay. And I would say, I, there's actually two. Okay. But the, the, so both of them, the first one I would say 
one of the biggest things that holds people back and they can be tied together but the first one I'd lead out with is the fear of what other people will think of them mm. yeah so a lot of times we say oh I have fear of failure well if no one ever knows about it do you care like if you try something and fail but yeah, no if you're one by failed, yourself right who cares a lot of times yeah. you, the fear fear is actually how will I be perceived mm. will I be judged yeah. so the fear of what other people think because a lot of times you know I coach people and they have a business it's like, let's share this more. Oh, and I have fears coming up about sharing it and putting myself out there. Well, yeah. why? Well, will I sound salesy? Will I, how will I look? How mm -hmm. will I sound? But the fear of what other people think is often why we don't use our voice. We don't own what we believe. We hold back. We're shy. We don't speak up. We don't yeah. reach out. Is That fear is often one of the biggest culprits of holding people back. Wow, I think that's very well said. It's fear typically of what other people just think of us. Because mm -hmm. if you're by yourself, yeah, what does it matter? Right. Yeah, so that's a good right. point. And then tied to that, I would say what gets in others' way. We all at some level can deal with some degree of I'm not enough. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm not talented enough. I'm not organized enough. I'm not thin enough. I'm not rich enough. You know, I'm not spiritual enough, organized enough, good enough mom or dad. Right. But some rendition, you fill in your own blank of I'm not enough is the that feeling or that concern of lack, right? Yeah. Or I'm just, I'm not enough in some way. Yeah. Or I'm always behind or I just can't get it together. Whatever the case might be is some rendition of that, right? So, yeah. which again can be t somewhat tied to, again, the fear of what other people think. But it's just like, oh, I won't even try. I won't put myself out there. But it's just some rendition of I'm not enough. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think people listening to this can all relate with both Can't of we? those. Yeah, I mean. Right. Fill in the blank. It's fill just in the like, blank. Yep. oh, if I was enough or I didn't care what people think, imagine what's possible. Imagine what's possible. Yeah. Yeah, really. Yeah. You could do anything. But here's the truth. Because one of the things I remember years ago, a mentor said to me, feelings aren't facts. Hmm. And I was like, mind blow. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> but it's true. Yeah. The truth of the matter is that for everyone listening, if you're in a human body, you're a walking miracle. Your odds of yes. being in a human body are like one in 400 trillion. Mm -hmm. The fact you're in a human body is you're a miracle. You are absolutely worthy. You're absolutely enough. That's eternal knowledge. Right. What ebbs and flows, though, are all the time are our feelings about our worth, our feelings about our self-confidence. But your feelings aren't facts. They're not mm. always truth. Your Love truth that. is you are a divine creation. Yeah. Whether you want to say I'm created in the image of God or I'm part of the divine spark, but you are a powerful miracle yeah. walking around in a human skin suit. <laughs> really. We hit the jackpot. We did. We hit the jackpot. Like the I mean, it's truly. Yeah. That's not just motivational hype talk. My... I mean, that's like, whoa, your odds of scientifically being here, Yeah. how small and they are, and you're here in this body, there will never be another you. Right. You're the only you ever on the planet. Yeah. You're a miracle. Yeah. You are worthy. You are enough. Your feelings so well and flow all the time. Now, we can yeah. influence our feelings by, again, mindset work, moving our body, spiritual work, our joy lists, our morning ritual, our gratitude listing. Mm -hmm. We're doing the things, the habits that help keep us in the lane, yeah, right? Of in right. the flow and in the good where we're experiencing and to your point, manifesting more of what we desire. Yeah, wow. But yeah. That's good stuff. Oh, I just love this talk. Oh, this is awesome. If there's someone listening to you right now, Tiffany, who's struggling, I always like to ask this question towards the end here, who is just in a dark spot. You've already, yeah. given, you've already given us amazing advice on so many levels, but this one person right now who's struggling, who's listening mm -hmm. to you right now, what would you tell them? Well, just first of all, my as a my heart to <clears throat> your heart, like as a sister and a friend on the path, it's just like you're not alone. Mm -hmm. You might feel alone, but again, that's where feelings aren't facts. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, you might feel alone, but you're not alone. Mm -hmm. Even if you're physically like well, I'm literally alone in my home by myself right now. Yeah, sure. But the reality is, is you're connected to other people and relationships. Some even believe in angels, that there's angels with you right now. There's yeah. love. It's like there's electricity in your home right now. There's love that surrounds you at all times. I can't always see or touch or plug into the electricity, but it's there. Yeah. 
and again, whether you say God or universe or angels, that you are deeply loved and you're not alone. Yeah. And to know that. And sometimes we're just, we're having a rough day and sometimes we're having a rough week or a rough season. If you need support, ask for it. Yeah. Family, friends, or professional support, ask for it. Yeah. Get out and move your body. I was listening to this myself in my own podcast, listening of someone else's show recently. Yeah. And it was like, when you get in a funk, he was being asked a similar thing. When you're in a funk, what's what's a go-to for you? And he said, I go do a workout and it helps me reset. Yeah. Now, whether you go for a run, you get on a trail, you go on a walk, but lace up those tennies yep. and get moving that body. You know, I'm a big fan of also prayer, yoga, meditation, ways that help me when yeah. I'm in it. But sometimes, again, I'm in a deeper thing that I'm in it for a bit Yeah. and I need support. Sometimes it's an off day. Yeah. Sometimes it's like I was four years ago, almost four years ago. It's like I was in a tough season yeah. for about three months. Yeah. And so I enlisted support. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really important. But I think just to know foundationally is like you're not alone. Yeah. This too will pass. Everything is temporary. Yeah. Right? Some of the things we wish weren't. Right. Some of the things were like, <laughs> ooh, stay forever. Please. Yeah. And some things were like, can you get out of here faster? You know? <laughs> Based on what yeah, we're experiencing right. in life is we have both, yeah. you know, those positive and negatives. But just know it's part of it. I have massive empathy for it. There's yeah. so much love and there's so many people that, you know, have been where you've been and they're willing to help. Sometimes it's just, again, the willingness back to receiving, which is more re why most people are more comfortable giving versus receiving is receiving feels more vulnerable. Yeah. It's the receptive state right. versus the giving. Well, that's masculine is the giving. Feminine is more the receiving. Mm. And both men and women have masculine and feminine energy. Right, yeah. So being more surrendered and more in flow, more intuition and so forth is more in your feminine, right? And it's like trusting and being in that flow is like, hey, you're loved, you're cared for. There's things, you know, it's yeah. trusting that. But it's allowing yourself, if needed, to ask for help. To yeah. be willing to be vulnerable and ask for it if you need it. Love it. Yeah. beautifully said thank yeah, you for thank sharing you. that that's so awesome well we've mentioned your website tiffanyspeaks.com if someone wants to reach out to you mm -hmm. um you know and maybe find out what you're doing i know you do a lot of courses and you know mastermind classes and yep. all that you know master classes i guess is what you call them is that right yep. Did i say that right yep. <laughs> all the things um, all those things like is that the best place for them to follow you and if they want to ask you a question is that the best place to reach out to you yeah, my website has lots of information, freebies, downloads, I, you know, links okay. to events or courses, tiffanyspeaks.com. If you want to personally interact with me, you can slide into my Instagram DMs. Okay. I run all my own social media or Facebook Messenger or LinkedIn. So Instagram's Great. my favorite spot currently in the social media space where you can find me at Tiff Peterson or Facebook or LinkedIn at Tiffany Peterson. Mm -hmm. And I do run my own social. So if you're saying, hey, mm -hmm. I just wanted to leave you a comment or I had a question, a follow-up to this, you know, and you want to slide in there, I'd be happy to engage. I love that. So, yeah. yeah, that's a great way to get connected. I also have my own show on iTunes and Spotify under my name, the Tiffany Peterson Podcast, which yeah. has a lot of great which is content. awesome, by the way. Yeah, thank you. And so, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of ways to stay connected. YouTube yeah. has a lot of videos and it just depends what you're looking for. But if you want to directly en engage, slide into my messenger or DMs. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, I pushed through some fear early on and I reached out to you on a whim. I love that in you your did. DMs. And here we are, second time I get to sit here and listen to this <laughs> amazing mm. person. And I'm just so grateful for you and your willingness to, to, you know, come here and share everything you've shared today. It's just yeah. beautiful. Thank you. And thank you for having me. And again, like the world needs more of this kind of real talk and yeah. tools and insights. So thank you for creating this space. No, you bet. No, it's beautiful. Um, one last question. Yeah. What do you love most about you? Oh gosh. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a great question on the spot. I've always had a inclusive heart hmm. yeah. where I've always been an includer, you know, I've have a lots of friends and there's times where, yes, are there certain gatherings or things that I'm part of or whatnot that, you know, are just for that group or, or things like that, of course. But I've always had friends of all walks of life. Yeah. 
I also attribute some of that to my mom as well. I was raised by a woman that just is a love embodiment. I mean, yeah. she's just love. That's awesome. But I've always had friends of all walks of life, different than me, all yeah. kinds of ranges of, you know, and even today, it's like differences politically or thoughts or, you know, spiritual beliefs and different, right. I mean, just all kinds of things. Yeah. But I've always had an inclusive heart. I love that. And empathy is something that is high for me. It's yeah. strong where, now sometimes that can get me in trouble, but the truth of yeah. the matter is it's so worth it is I've always cared for and brought like I've formed various groups of friends and things where it's like including people to come into it yeah you know is that we all need each other mm -hmm. you know yeah for sure and so I think that's one of the things that I would say about myself is my tender heart and my inclusive heart yeah yeah I, I agree Mm, yeah, along with many other things. How about you? Would you answer that? Does anyone you ever want ask me? To, that? You're going to yeah. put me on the spot. Yeah, wasn't expecting that. What's something y you love about you? I I think what I love about me is that I I've I understand people's pain. Yeah. Um, and I think it goes along with similar with what you're kind of saying is I, especially with what I do for a living, I I we I meet with people who don't want to be on this planet. Yeah. And I know what that feels like because I've been there myself. Yeah. And to get through that, that's why I always think life happens for me because when I think back, I'm so grateful for my addiction. Mm. I wouldn't change a thing because I, I'm sitting here talking to you today because of that. You know, I wouldn't change it. It started when I was 11. I took my first drink at 11. I'm grateful for it because I'm talking to Tiffany Peterson today. Are you mm. kidding me? If I knew that that's what that meant. So understanding what people are going through. Again, I know I don't understand it completely fully but I do know what it feels like to feel alone and hopeless yeah. and not wanting to be here and it, like you said if we hold on a little longer it does get better right. you know and feelings aren't facts like you said and the list goes on but I think that's probably my mm -hmm. thing I love most about where I'm at yeah. in my life and with who I am I agree with that and I think because you just create an instant safety where there's mm -hmm. like this permission to be yourself the pain, mm. the strength, all of it is like yeah. just to, to show up in it. So well, I love you. it. I'm so thank glad you. we're connected. Me too. Thank you for this experience. No, thank you. And thanks for asking me that question. Caught me off guard. But thank <laughs> you. Well, there you go, folks. Thanks for tuning in. You guys are amazing. Um, I told you this was going to be great. Please share this with uh, your family, your friends, your in-laws. I mean, everyone you know because they can learn from this and grow from this. You know, Tiffany is just an amazing person. Please reach out to her. Check out her website, tiffanyspeaks.com. And uh, she, she is a, she's the real deal. And she will get back to you and she will answer any questions you may have. And, you know, check out her book list. Check out the courses she's doing. Sign up for coaching. If you want to improve yourself this next year coming up, please reach out to her because she'd be a great resource in that avenue for you. So... Love you guys. And again, Tiffany, thanks for everything. Thank you.